with authority. Okay, it's a, a, a live streamed edition of our With Authority podcast in quarantine. Uh, I am looking at a frozen picture of all of you guys, but Larry Bill, Chris Alvarez, Casey Pratt, and they've frozen Eric Armstead of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, hopefully the rest of you can see uh, he's actually alive and well and not a stick figure that we just propped up in front of the camera to pretend we're doing an interview with him. But <laughs> uh, in any case, yes, welcome to 2020, Mr. Armstead. Um, the NFL schedule came out yesterday, and I'm wondering if you are just like the rest of us, and you went down the Niners list and went, okay, we open at home against Arizona, check, win, uh, road games at uh, Jets and Giants, win, win. Do, do you do that, or uh, be as honest as you possibly can? Uh, no, I mean, I look at the schedule, you know, the first thing I look at is, uh, you know, kind of the order of opponents, and then... You know, you got to see when we're going to have our bye week and then see how, you know, the, the division games are kind of scheduled. You know, those are always key. And then, um, yeah, I don't I don't really look at it like, oh, mark check win. I mean, I think in the NFL, you know, things change every year. Teams get better. Um, so definitely not taking anybody lightly. You know, we were, what, 4-12 and 12 the previous year and, you know, went 13-3, and three, so... I'm sure some teams had us on their schedule as, you know, check win. So I'm definitely not looking at it like that. It's, that's, that's the truth. All right. You, you just had a grin that made me uh, think that, uh, yeah, you kind of do that. But no, you don't really want to say that. But that's all right. I'm, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And especially since you, all of my screens are frozen, I have no idea what your real emotions are at this point. Casey, <laughs> ask your question because I'm all, I'm kind of just locked up in the internet world here. <laughs> Well, Larry struggles with this connection. I want to do a quick rundown here, Eric. I know there's a ton of football stuff we want to get to. There's so much we can ask you about. But I was looking at your community, uh, community um, contributions here, and I mean, it's pretty impressive what you've been doing. 2019, you launched the Armstead Ac Academic Project. Um, since the COVID-19 situation broke out, uh, you did a chat with the mayor of Sacramento. You did your Eat 916 where you're trying to stimulate business in the local community. Um, you're donating 200 breakfast burritos to UC Davis with Shaq Thompson. Uh, you're reading to classes and doing Zoom pop-ins, and you also have a Mother's Day thing coming up. So, I mean, I've been noticing what a lot of the athletes have been doing with this downtime, and you in particular have been very busy. So what's been your, your driving factor, your motivational factor here to really give back to everybody? Because what you've been doing is really over the top, and it's been a really great job. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, I've always had that passion about giving back to my community, being a big presence in the community and uh, people who need help. You know, a situation like this, you know, dealing with uh, COVID, um, all those things just, you know, get increased. Um, people who are struggling, you know, they're tenfold struggling now and uh, they need a, a helping hand. So that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I love doing. And, you know, any time I have any, any way I can have an impact. Um, I'm definitely going to, you know, take that opportunity to do that. And I feel like it's a responsibility, um, you know, that I put on myself. How have you come up with some of these ideas? Like the Eat 916 thing was the first one that I really noticed. I thought that was a really cool concept because so many people are struggling right now to stay open and stay afloat financially. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, Sacramento, where I'm from, is made up of a bunch of small businesses and mainly restaurants. So just trying to figure out how I could, uh, you know, use my platform to, you know, try to drive some business to them and 
um, they employ a lot of people, you know, not just, um, you know, keep keeping the restaurant alive is, is saving jobs. So, um, you know, that was that was huge to uh, I felt like it was needed to stimulate, you know, the economy. Uh, you know, everybody uh, is struggling in, in financially in that sense, too. So um, we, we need to keep our businesses open uh, the best way we can. Eric, I went through your, your website today, and if you can tell people where that is if they don't know where to find it, but just the list of things that you have, and, and why is this such an important thing? We, you kind of touched about it, uh, being an athlete, but having a platform and having a say in what people are following and people are looking at you maybe for help, and you can provide resources uh, to get people help. Yeah, it's just really personally, uh, when I look at my life, and um, you know, football is amazing. And football has given me so many opportunities to uh, bless other people. And uh, I really want to be remembered for, you know, uh, helping to change lives and influence and, and impact people's lives in a positive way um, when it's all said and done. So, you know, that's that's what I think success is, is, you know, how many people you can impact and, and make their lives better. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between uh, uh, football and, and off the field. Uh, but I, I heard a number of of players discussing this recently because you guys have been uh, active in the podcast world. How often do you think about the Super Bowl and being six minutes away from a ring, especially when you're spending a lot of time during the offseason working out in Florida? Uh, I mean, you know, it was definitely a tough loss. Um, you know, I had, a, had an opportunity there to, uh, you know, do something special. You know, didn't end up getting it done, and that's how life works. Um, you know, you can't – you don't win them all. So, you know, it was definitely tough. Uh, you know, I watched the film, you know, looked at how I could have been better uh, on, on plays, and, you know, I uh, internalized that. And, uh, you know, I carry that into this season and striving to get back to uh, the, the top and, and win that, and win that uh, Super Bowl. So um, it's just motivation at the end of the day. I think we have a young, hungry team that um, – you know, we're, we're not phased by too much, and uh, we're all excited and eager to get back out there, and, you know, get back on the hunt, get back, uh, get back grinding, um, you know, to put ourselves in a position to win a Super Bowl, uh, you know, this coming up year or so. I personally probably looked at that third and 15 play a dozen times from I don't know how many different angles, and I just, oh, it's almost like I played the game, which obviously – uh, I did not, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it's it's just a crazy, just a crazy play. I'm just a, like I think I think it was like a 15 step drop. Um, yeah. Have you looked at that a bunch? I mean, it's just, it was, the whole thing is ridiculous. If you really look at, at you know at every angle and the all 22, it's just like what? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. You know, that's what football is about. It's about making plays, and they made the play on that. In that situation, for sure, it seemed like Mahomes just dropped back as far as he could. Um, and, you know, we had good pressure on the play. I think Defoe ended up hitting him after he threw the ball. But, you know, they just made a play. You know, they got good good, uh, good quarterback, good good receivers. You know, they had a good team. And, you know, that's, that's just the way uh, football goes sometimes. Yeah, there might have been a holding call uh, on that play that we won't go into because I don't want you to get fined. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there was a couple holdings, but, you know, that's part, <laughs> of, football. That's part of football too. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, Eric, we were all in Miami for that game. Obviously, we are not on the team. But one thing I really started thinking about at the conclusion of the Super Bowl was this really didn't feel like the end of a run. It really feels like the beginning for you guys. So is that how you guys feel internally? I mean, this thing really seems like it's just getting started. I know losing a Super Bowl is really tough, but this seems like, like just a step towards the ultimate goal for you guys. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you know some Super Bowl teams – you know, it's kind of like all all or nothing, all the eggs in the basket in this season. And then um, we've been able to, um, I think, you know, with our, our leadership and our organization, um, retain a great part of our roster. And uh, we're young, we're talented, and, you know, we have the right mindset to, to get back there. And I think we have a, a great team and a great chance to uh, um, get back there. So it wasn't like, you know, after the game, our whole team was dismantled and, and so I definitely think it is the, the uh, you know, part of the process for us as a team. Um, and, you know, I can't wait to see what we do uh, in the future. Now, looking at the roster, I remember after that game, Joe Staley was very emotional. He's now retired. Uh, Defoe is obviously traded, which has got to be extremely bittersweet. I mean, you ended up signing your contract right at the same time. But what does that leadership vacuum kind of do to the team? I know you still have a bunch of leaders. you got a bunch of young guys that are really coming up right now. So what's it going to be like kind of losing those guys, and how do you go forward? Yeah, definitely tough losing those guys. I mean, Joe, uh, the staple and for the organization um, for so many years, and Defoe such an amazing player and kind of, you know, is definitely an irreplaceable player, um, you know, so – it's definitely going to be going to be tough uh, in that aspect, but um, in terms of our team, I feel you know everybody leads uh, in certain ways, and you know we this whole season we didn't just rely on a couple guys to do that. You know when we needed a play to be made, um, guys all over the team made plays. You know when we needed someone to step up, it wasn't like we only had three guys to rely on to step up. I feel like we're a complete team, so um, I think we'll be able to pick it up in that aspect. I think something that maybe is overlooked, we talk about the players changing, but the coaching staff stayed the same. I remember when Robert Sala didn't get the job or get a head coaching job, Coach Shannon was very upfront with, I'm glad he's still here, uh, at least for another year. So what does Robert Sala mean to that defense and having him back as you guys try to make another run to the Super Bowl? Man, he means, he means a lot. You know, he's our leader. Uh, he puts us in positions to be successful out there and um, also allows us to be ourselves and, and make plays. So, um you know, having his mind um, schematically, but also his mentality and his approach every day uh, is huge for us. And, you know, we carry that onto the field. What do you take from you went through the Super Bowl experience now, the whole week and all the, the things, the buildup? I know that as a media member, I went through it for my first time, and now I know how to go through it when you guys are back in Tampa Bay this year. So what would you change or what did you learn uh, as a player to handle all the off-the-field stuff before the game on Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a crazy, crazy experience. Um, you know, just the spectacle of it all, uh, you know, it was definitely a crazy week, you know, with all the obligations and stuff. Um, but, you know, obviously it's part of it, you know, a lot of people watching, you know, a lot of media, um, kind of all eyes, you know, biggest, biggest sporting event in the, in the country. So that's what comes with it. And all you can do is, uh, prepare the best way you can. I mean, Obviously, my first time in the Super Bowl. I know uh, other guys have had gone to multiple Super Bowls and, you know, probably more prepared for it and know what to do. But uh, for me, I just tried to stay 
try to stay mentally locked in and, you know, try to keep somewhat of a routine that I had, um, even though that was kind of impossible with all the obligations. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask another one because Larry seems to be frozen. I, I want to ask you about with Mother's Day around the corner, Eric, what you're doing. And I think we, I think we lost Larry for now. Uh, Mother's Day, what are you doing with Mother's Day and why is that so important to you on Sunday? Yeah, um, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity on Sunday. Um, you know, I really want to encourage uh, youth to continue to keep up uh, with their schoolwork during this time. I know it's a challenge and a lot of students get disengaged, um, you know, with an, an adjustment and, you know, kids get disengaged even when school is regular. But, you know, with everything being from home and online, it's going to be even tougher. So uh, we're going to do some virtual reading with, with my uh, mother to uh, some students and um, just, um, you know, it's Mother's Day and uh, it's, it's amazing um, what parents can do uh, in terms of, uh, you know, having a big impact on their kids' lives and promoting reading and education uh, in their lives and reading together and enjoying that together. So I'm going to enjoy some time reading with my uh, mom um, virtually on, on Mother's Day and Hopefully uh, we can, you know, um, steer some people to, to do that together with their family. So I think it's going to be an awesome time. Do you have any favorite kids' books? I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, so I spent a lot of time reading to them, especially before nap time and bedtime. And I know you've been popping in on elementary schools and you have more submissions coming and you're going to be on the 49ers Instagram reading with your mom. So what are some of your favorite kids' books or do you kind of just have people that give them to you and you, you try them out? Yeah, I've done a few of these readings. Um, I, Corduroy, I remember from when I was a kid and kids still seem to love that. Um, so that one sticks out. Um, my fiance's favorite is, uh, I think it's called How Much I Love You or um, something like that. Um, and then what else? My, I actually have a nickname my family nickname is Puff um, from Puff the Magic Dragon. My dad used to read that to me. Nice. So that's definitely uh, up there on the list, probably number one. Um, now, speaking um, of your dad, wasn't he a, a basketball trainer? Didn't he train famous basketball players? Who are some of the guys that, that he trained that we might have heard of? Yeah, my dad uh, has been training guys my, my entire life. Um, some guys you guys might know. Uh, Bobby Jackson, okay. Matt Barnes, Ryan Anderson, um, DeMarcus Cousins, a um, bunch of guys, bunch of guys over the years, uh, a lot, a lot to name, guys that came to the gym and um, was a blessing for me to be around them at a young age. And uh, they really made being a professional athlete attainable for me, um, just being around them and then, you know, being down to earth guys and, um you know, seeing what hard work can do for your life and you can get there. Um, so. I actually worked with Bobby Jackson at uh, NBC Sports Barry doing Kings pre and post game shows. And I know you're a big Kings fan. So uh, I guess this is a two parter. How into the Kings are you and how much do you hate the Golden State Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely into the Kings, you know, Kings. Uh, I'm from Sacramento, you know, I take pride in, in being from there and the Kings have been such a staple in our community for so many years. So big King supporter, want them to do extremely well. 
um, for our city. Um, I'm not a warrior hater, I wouldn't say. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, they play they play good basketball, uh, and and uh, it'll be exciting to see them get back to full strength and see what that does in the NBA and kind of, you know, once Clay and Steph get back and uh, they should have a pretty good draft pick. So it'll be interesting to see when, when they all get back um, what they can do uh, in the NBA because the West is loaded for sure. Uh, Eric, uh, in, in all realities, it's really been at least shelter in place. It's been two months. It's felt like an eternity. Um, but what are some things that you're really missing or did you have any – events, trips planned that you had to cancel or push? Like, what has happened to you in the last two months as far as shelter-in-place goes? Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of rough in that aspect. Um, I, had a, I was getting married, so we had to uh, cancel our wedding and try to um, reschedule that. Um, that's probably the, the biggest one that we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you know, no, nobody's life is – is normal now. I would, I want some normalcy, um, and just I really want some normalcy. Is just working out and getting back on uh, a regular schedule and you know preparing for the season. Um, but yeah, that's that's been a challenge for me and my fiance too. What are, I mean, I have a friend that's scheduled to get married in in August, late August, and we're looking at that kind of like football season. It seems hopeful we might be able to get back to that. But when were you supposed to get married in? Where do I you get, like, I was supposed to get married in June. Okay. So, um, in, in Italy, actually. So, you know, that's kind of out. Um, so we're trying to reschedule for, like you said, maybe sometime this summer uh, when things open back up. Not not uh, in Italy, but somewhere um, in the U.S. So, see what happens. How cool would it be to replace her ring with a Super Bowl ring? You can just trade it out. Time in my workout, real nice. <laughs> Uh, that that would that would be a good trade, <laughs> <laughs> Casey. Yeah, you know, along those lines, uh, what are your thoughts of of the new additions being Trent Williams and, and Kinlaw, who just got drafted, who you're going to play alongside? So, uh, what have you thought about the moves that the 49ers have made to kind of bolster your run for next year? I thought I thought it was great moves. Um, you know, I think Kinlaw is definitely going to bring uh, a lot to the team. And uh, can't wait to see, um, you know, how his his career goes and, you know, coming in and, and working hard and, and helping us uh, up front on the defensive end, uh, defensive side, I mean. And um, Trent, you know, Trent is, you know, was arguably uh, the best left tackle in the NFL for um, multiple years. So um, I know he's going to bolster uh, our offensive front a bunch and I'm excited to, you know, get out there to practice and um, play against him and, you know, uh, get better. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think uh, they did um, some great things with the draft, with trades and, you know, I'm really excited for this year coming up. One of the things yeah. I noticed when Joe retired is, is uh, George put out that video and he was essentially in tears at the end of it. And you guys have such a tight, locker room and obviously there's some moves that are made but uh one thing that retired players always say is they're gonna miss they miss the locker room and, and how important eric is the locker room and and just having those guys you're not around them you should be almost you know in some mini camps and otas so uh talk about your locker room even though it changes year to year how important guys like staley are and just like the love you guys have for each other and trying to to win a championship 
yeah, we have a really close team. And I know, you know, seasons can get long. So, you know, may get tired of, of uh, being around each other uh, every day. But um, we have a lot of fun. And, you know, I know a lot of guys, especially me, are missing being around each other and getting back to normalcy and um, getting back to football and, you know, joking around the locker room because we have a really fun job. So it's pretty it's pretty unique where we can, you know, do something that we love to do, hang out with our peers, crack jokes, um, and have a lot of fun. So I know everybody's looking forward to getting back to that. We got some questions coming in on our live stream, so I'm going to ask on the behalf of some people. But uh, a fan, Craig, wants to know what you think about playing in New Orleans again because last time was crazy, and then also uh, playing the Cowboys this year. Yeah, uh, it's gonna, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be crazy again. You know, NOLA was definitely the loudest stadium I've ever played in. Um, just the dome and their fans and the sound doesn't escape anywhere. So definitely excited to play there again. Um, last year was a crazy game, so they got a great team. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, playoff implications again and all that. So it's going to be super fun. And uh, Dallas, um, yeah, that's going to be, you know, uh, of course a fun game too. They have a great team. And, uh, you know, playing in Dallas is, uh, you know, we, Niners and, and Cowboys have um, somewhat of a rivalry going uh and i know the fans are all going to be uh, excited for that one and uh, make that a crazy atmosphere too so i can't wait to can't wait to play in both those games we have big news larry has rejoined <laughs> what did i miss the past 10 minutes while i was restarting everything did you did you get anything good going here what was the conversation about <laughs> amazing why don't you ask as many questions as you want and then we'll just give you a buzzer sound if it's already been covered um, did you talk about playing basketball at Oregon? No. no. Go ahead. No? That's okay. a good question. Uh, and my screen is frozen again. So, uh, <laughs> man, I better get my shots in while I can here. Uh, so, I assume you weren't 290 when you... Eric, how was basketball at Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> and, and who did your... What? Why is this so funny? Why is that? That was not a funny question. I don't know why they're really laughing. Huh? You froze. Because you froze. Oh, oh man. All right. This is just, you know what's crazy is that I did uh, an hour uh, Zoom uh, podcast with somebody else just before this, and it was so smooth. It was like silky smooth. It was absurd. So anyway, I, I, may, I may bail out of this just uh, to save everybody uh, at some point here, but... If, if you could still hear me, um, when you were at Oregon and you played basketball for a while, did you ever think about a possible NBA career? And, and I assume you were lighter than 290 at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love basketball. I played both uh, growing up. You know, my dream as an uh, adolescent was to play in the NFL and the NBA. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely love basketball, too. And. Uh, was competitive on in that sport too. So, you know, playing playing there, having an opportunity to play and uh, play a little bit in college, being on the team was was a fun experience. Who did your game most closely resemble if you were talking about an NBA player? Um, 
I think my position was my position was uh, it's kind of becoming obsolete, really. Um, like a true power, skilled power forward, um, post up player, but can shoot a little bit. Um, I would say I like Boris Diaw's game. Okay, he was a skilled, you know, big body. Um, could pass, shoot, dribble a little bit, play in the post. Yeah, Boris Diaw had a, a pretty sneaky low post game. Yeah. Uh, he he was quite effective. Uh, did you guys cover um, a June wedding yet? Did you guys talk about yes. that? We you didn't did. talk about the June nah. wedding. Wow, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, what else you got, Larry? Uh, well, here's the, here's the thing. This is so weird because, you know, you miss 10 minutes of a conversation. I have no idea what has been going on here. It's I wish we had a camera on me just almost smashing the computer. Uh, the computer. It's, uh, <laughs> so your, your fiancé uh, has a quite – the Instagram following. She's, you know she has more followers than you, huh? Yeah, she does. And she's going to be a doctor? Uh, yeah, she is a doctor. Already. She is a doctor? Yes. Um, what is her situation with respect to uh, – because I don't know her, her specialty. I, I just know she, uh, she got her degree in Buffalo, right? Yeah, she got her degree in Buffalo. Um, she's in residency right now, finishing up. She's uh, in psychiatry. And uh, she's moving to Sacramento, uh, where I'm from, of course. She's going to be uh, starting her fellowship um, to specialize in child and adolescent psychiatry. So she'll be working wow. with youth uh, at UC Davis Med Center in Sacramento um, starting in July. That, that's awesome. That, that's fantastic. I, I was wondering, because I saw a doctor, I didn't know what specialty and whether she was dealing with coronavirus or anything like that. Um, I did see, based on her uh, Instagram account, she already had her bachelorette party, which is way early, right? Like in February, and she got over. She got over on me on that <laughs> one. <laughs> she, she got in just before the shutdown occurred, right? And so here you are. Have you had your party yet, or no? No, I haven't. That all got. I was so focused on making sure. You know, I don't really care. You know, but I was, you know. That's a big, big deal for, for girls. So I was making sure that, you know, she was trying to make sure she was taken care of. And then I was going to do something a little later on, but didn't get around to it, of course. So uh, are you going to have a, a Zoom wedding or what What are you thinking at this point? Uh, ch trying to reschedule for like July-ish. Hopefully, hopefully things are open back up and, um, you know, Maybe they raised the the uh, number of people gathering you could have, and we could have some a little smaller maybe in uh, July. So that's what we're hopeful for. But I don't know. We're kind of still figuring that out. All right. It looks like my connection is stable at this point, so I'll uh, let the other guys uh, jump in here. This is so it, – it, it's just – it's 2020. It's just a little bit uh, frustrating to try to do this, uh, but but we're we're forging ahead. We're not going to be stopped by bad Wi-Fi, are we? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, this is what technology is for. You know, we gotta gotta get through it. It's been a little adversity, but we're good. 
You're right. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just like a, an offensive lineman holding you. Uh, right. You just got you know. You're holding me right now. Frozen <laughs> again. I can't. He's getting held. Uh, I'm being held. I'm being ref. I'm being held by by my Wi-Fi. Come on, Casey's talk. I got I got nothing. I got you. So. I wanted to know, actually, because you do have the Bills on the schedule. You said your wife is from Buffalo. So, I mean, that's got to be one that's exciting, right? Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her her family was Bills fans before I entered the, the picture. Now I converted all of them. But I'm sure there'll still be, you know, Bills are number two now for them. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure they'll still be excited. They'll probably all, you know, try to come out for that game. Monday night game, too, so. Yeah, and that game is actually uh, it's going to be on ABC and ESPN, so we're excited about that. Uh, I want to ask you about the draft, your draft situation, when it happened for you. And thankfully, Larry wasn't a part of the 49ers organization. They weren't making their picks because who knows what would have happened with the Wi-Fi. Uh, but <laughs> Sorry, Larry, I had to. That's the one time it could be funny today. Uh, take me back to your draft experience and then also what you thought it was like for these guys. That I, I don't know if they were raw, but it was a different experience for them virtually this year. Yeah, I mean – I. The draft seemed pretty, you know, beyond the, the being able to walk across the stage part. Um, I mean, I, I had a similar experience. I was fortunate enough, you know, to have a party, you know, after I was drafted and everybody could gather. But, you know, I was in, in a hotel room, you know, watching it with my family, um, you know, had some had some media there, some cameras there to capture it. But uh, I pretty much had a similar uh, draft experience. So, um you know, I think, I think this draft will be remembered forever for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can get back to normalcy next year. What was your uh, welcome to the NFL moment? Like you pinch yourself and say, like, I've actually, I'm actually here. I'm realizing my dream. Is there a specific moment you can go to? Like I, I made it. Uh, I mean, my, I guess my first preseason game and, you know, walking in and my jerseys on the pads and stuff like that was uh, we played uh, the Houston Texans, my first preseason game. So I was probably say it was like, you know, kind of a wild moment. When you signed the contract extension, was that the second time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty nice moment, too. Uh, based on the numbers that I'm looking at here, um, pretty significant. I, think, uh, I, I, I saw the taxes and I, I, I was hurt, actually. <laughs> you're not not actually in your in your tax bracket uh you're, you're getting crushed i mean it's I'm, I'm having a hard time feeling that sorry for you to be honest uh no, no, but, not 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 feel not feel sorry but you know entering the league and then you know you 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 see what taxes are really about and that's a, a awakening too well yeah i mean because suddenly five for 85 becomes five for 42 and a half right i mean that's Kind of what it is. Instantly, yeah. Yeah. You, you can get by on that, though. You can get by on that. Yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah. Did, did you buy anything special when you saw – I mean, I know you were making pretty good money before that, for, for like for an average human, but this is obviously way more. Uh, buy anything special? Do anything special? No, I really haven't done anything yet. Um, you know, can't really do too much right now. But, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I really haven't. I really – don't have any any crazy plans or anything. Just um, just a blessing to to uh, be comfortable and 
um, you know, my family to be prosperous in the future. So it's, it's awesome. You're so young and you still, you have the ability now to take care of generations of your family, which is the most awesome thing. Uh, I believe anyway, uh, you, you may have touched on this while I was trying to reconnect 75 times, but, um, when you got that deal, did you, I, I know you're friends with, with, uh, with Defo. Um, did you guys know that it's probably, it's one of us, one is going to stay and one is going to go because the numbers just don't add up with everybody else's contracts that are, that were, that are going to be coming like George Kittle's got to get paid and other guys. And did you, did you guys have that conversation at all? Like, uh, I don't know what, how this is going to go. No, we really didn't. I mean, I didn't see it playing out that way, you know, um, but you know, it was, it was definitely bittersweet, you know, extremely happy for him and, you know, he deserved that contract. And, uh, you know, I wish it was, you know, with us and we could continue to play together, but, um, I know he's going to do great things, uh, there in Indy and, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. So we kind of just looked at it like that. Yeah. You guys talk about Kinlaw while I was away? Yeah. Okay. Well, see all these notes? I had a lot of great questions here. But oh. they, they probably asked them all already. So while I was uh, – Actually, one I have – my last one to, to uh, Eric is uh, there's a lot of talk. We don't know. We're still months away. But there is talk that potentially there might not be fans in the stands with the games. Would, are you up to play in that kind of environment? And how important is the fan experience for guys like you that can kind of feed off of it and noise and stuff of that nature with the fans? I mean, super huge. I mean, not playing with fans would definitely be not ideal. And, uh, I mean, even joint practices has fans. So it, def it, it would definitely be weird. Um, I would understand if we had to. You know, the number one thing is people's safety and health and uh, figuring, figuring that out. Um, and we would still be able to perform for fans, you know, via TV and streaming and all that. But it would definitely, it would definitely be weird. The last question for me, Eric, because I know we got to let you go here. You got a lot going on. But what are you doing to fill the time, man? What are you binge watching? What games are you playing? What's, what's going on at home for you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've watched – a uh, bunch of series, uh, finished Ozark, finished – I watched Big Little Lies. It's a I don't good know. show. No, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have watched Big Little Lies, but I finished um, Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, I get I get those those confused. Little Fires Everywhere, of course, uh, Tiger King. Um. <laughs> uh, um, uh, a show called Zero, Zero, Zero. Hmm. It's uh, if you guys ever seen Sicario the movie, um, it's it's the same uh, same directors, so it's like a TV version of it. Um, yeah, there's been a there's been a lot of a lot of good stuff going on that I've been watching. Thank you so much for joining us, man. And, and again, it's like I'm looking at all the stuff you're doing in the community, and it's like we have we have a whole page here. There's so many things you're doing. So, I mean, I think that's absolutely awesome. And it's so good in this time, especially to really help out. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. We'll just keep Larry out of this at this point. <laughs> I'm back. Kind of frozen, sort of kind of here, but, uh, but anyways. <laughs> well, before, one more before we let you. Oh, okay. Can we, <laughs> we'll try one more. 
I'll ask all this. This will be great. 20 minutes ago, uh, your name, the spelling of your name instead of, of Eric, how did your parents come up with that? And did you, because people are probably confused about how to say it all the time. What, 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 what made them to go A-R-I-K? Um, I don't, um, my mom chose it. Uh, it was actually supposed to be A-R-I-C, but when I was born, the, um, the nurse or something wrote it down wrong. So they just C instead of a K. So they just stuck with it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's is what my mom chose. We're all, all, my whole family is AKA. So I'm Eric Christian Armstead. And um, so yeah, Christian with a K. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's definitely distinctive. And uh, well, you're pretty distinctive yourself at six, seven. <laughs> 290. Uh, you're not going to blend in, uh, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, it's been great almost talking with you. Uh, <laughs> because literally on my side, pretty much every 15 seconds, the screen. A few seconds of, and, and the last few seconds of the answer. And I only can, I'm going to be fascinated when I get to listen to this podcast because I have no idea what's happened here over the past 30 minutes or so. But it's been, it's been fun. Casey, Casey, just finish this because I yeah. nobody. nobody I'll end on this. Larry has been about as much of a train wreck as the man they call Joe Exotic. <laughs> train wreck. Definitely. <laughs> Anyways, Eric, thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah. We really appreciate everything you're doing, and we'll hope to see you in person so we don't have to deal with this delay anymore. I know. Everybody, stay safe. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Hopefully, here in person. Thanks for your Wi-Fi, Eric. We appreciate you. <laughs> Hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Later, guys. Bye. <laughs> With authority.